A. In this episode, we talked to Cruz, who is Meek Mill's personal engineer. In addition to working with Meek, he's also Grammy nominated. He's respected throughout the industry, and he really shares his story of how he started engineering, as well as what he's learned from being around people such as Meek Mill, and then what he's trying to do with his respect engineer movement. Please tune in because this is something you don't want to miss. Let's go. This is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. So how you doing, man? Where you at right now? Good, man. I'm in uh, I'm in BX right now in New York. Okay. All right. And how how the see you got your setup there? How many speakers do you have behind you? This is like two pairs. I got the JBLs and uh, and then I got the uh, Tannoy Gold Sevens. Just some little, you know, a little home setup. I got the sub here, a little small rack unit um, with a couple pieces just to keep me busy over quarantine. Um, I've been doing a lot of remote work when I'm not traveling with Meek. I can load up here and record people remotely or do mixing and things like that. So need a nice little home setup. Cool, man. Yeah. And for everyone listening or watching, so you're with Meek Mill all the time then you're like with him 24 seven almost. Almost. I mean, if I'm not with him uh, in person, you know, like I said, we tap in almost every day, just, remotely or just you know kicking ideas back and forth about the music and stuff like that yeah yeah the engineer is such an important um part of the team man like like i've seen it firsthand with a lot of artists i've been around and i've heard stories and then i manage with yourself the producer and he tells me about how important the engineer is and he actually yeah. with you so shout out to richie yeah. for that Shout out to Richie, man. He's a little, you know, it's funny because this is, I got to tell the story. I'm in, um, I was with Meek in Bahamas and I was leaving a session. I was like dead tired and Richie hit me. And I'm so used to producers hitting me to be like, yo, did he hear the beats? Did he hear the beats? So I was just kind of like, yo, what's up? You know, and, and he was like calling and texting and he's like, yo, I really was just calling to check on you and make sure you were good. And I'm not used to that energy from from these guys. So, like, it caught me off guard. I kind of felt bad. I'm like, yo, you good? He's like, yeah, like, what are you working on? Like, not just about me, but, like, what are you working on in your in your personal, um, with your business and stuff? And we chopped it up. He's like, yo, I'm going to connect you with my man Mike and, um, you know, and Gary and just try to put something together. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, stuff like that, man, like bringing value to people instead of just, like, on some selfish, like, you know, did you do, did you play him the beats that I sent you? And, yeah, you know, being about all about you, just trying to add value to people. Like, you know, I'll never forget that. So definitely shout out to Richie. That's a cool story, man. Yeah. Richie, he's a humble, nice guy. You know, like when I first met him, um, the day I met him, I, I was like, you know what, his production's great, but I was like, he's a great person. And I was like, that's why I want to work with him, because I, I, I think good people go far, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he seems like a really good kid. I love the persona. It's like, you know, it's really dope, like how he covers his face and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, he's a good kid, though. Like, behind the scenes, for people that don't know him personally, he's a really, really genuine dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. And 
uh, getting back to like engineering and working in the studio with Meek or with whoever, like, I want to know your story a little bit, like real quick, 30 second version. But like, how did you get introduced to engineering, man? Like, what was the first moment where you were like, this is for me? Um, the first moment was um, just basically on the come up um, produ producing. I started off like for the love of, of producing hip hop records. Like, you know, I looked up to like Dilla, Pete Rock and stuff like that. And I would buy like um, production software and I bought a used MP. And then it was like the, with the beats I was making, I was like, I want to learn how to create records that our radio quality that you hear on the radio or whatever with some of the homies or people that I think are talented locally. And um, I was in Atlanta at the time. And uh, man, I, tr I got a, a cheap version of Pro Tools with the small inbox mini back in the day and just was realizing like, maybe this is the lane, like the challenge of trying to learn that side of the business and really researching and studying and figuring out how hard it actually was and like how um, untapped that part of the, the business was and important the engineer and stuff like that, how, how important they were. And I went to, to Full Cell and went full blast on it. And I'm here now, you know, that's like the super short story of it. But yeah, man, I mean, it really was intriguing, like going from producing and then realizing it's kind of like when you play basketball and you realize like, I probably won't go to the NBA, but it's still, you know, something I love to do. It's a great hobby. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good, so no matter what you needed to be involved in the, in the process, you know, you found your, you found your way in. Big time. Looking up to guys like Bruce Sudin, who was Michael Jackson's engineer, rest in peace to Bruce. Um, Jimmy Douglas, Guru, all the all the legends I used to look up to that were behind the scenes that I would look at the producer as the, you know, as the goats of the music business and then realizing like, oh, these guys are making everything sound amazing and adding all these different things that uh, that we don't realize how important they are to the record. You know, Tom Dowd was like the sound of Atlantic Records back in the days, you know, with Cream and all these amazing groups um so once you start really digging you're like wow the engineers are the are the real goats like we're the ones that are kind of steering the ship in you know in the studio you know so um i'm just honored to finally be in the mix you know yeah do you still do you still like mess around with production and then then uh when when you're engineering and the, the artist needs a beat you you're like oh hey wait a second i got one for you I, I produce through, um, through other people. So like I'll have ideas or I'll work with, um, I manage Nick Paps who's, um, signed to dream chasers and, uh, we collectively work with, you know, the community of producers that, um, are like family to us. And, um, there's just those moments where you're like, man, you get that itch and Nick's always bugging me. We have beats together actually that you guys will probably never hear, but, um, it's like, yo, like, let me just try this again, you know? And he would always like motivate me to, you know, try like making melodies and teaching me how to do like this new wave of drums and stuff like that. Um, but there's other ways of, of producing a record, right? Besides just actually making the beat, like when it's actually, when you have the instrumental, you have the idea, um, what happens a lot of times is like, we'll go in and help on the arrangement side, 
especially when you know your artists, you know, like with Meek, I know that there's a certain formula that, you know, I feel like he would gravitate more towards like the the format of the verse, like how the the beat might drop out for four bars and certain elements that I'm sure he would look for. Um, so there's production in that aspect of like working um, in cahoots with, with people that make beats and, yeah. um, you know, coming up with creative ideas. So I'm still very much in that space, you know, like that's never going to go away. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, that makes sense. You know, you know what the artist is looking for. So you bring a lot to the production table from that sense of like structuring and mm-hmm. certain sounds and beat drops. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so behind you, I see some Grammy nominations. Is that what those are? Yeah. Um, I've had, it's funny. Like when I was first, when I first got with me, um, even a little bit before we met, I had the Grammy as my, um, background so i don't still haven't won a grammy but we got really close um what was it last year the year before he got nominated for championships best rap album uh we were nominated along with ed sheeran for his um for the collaboration we did with him and then before i met Meek, i uh, was nominated as an assistant under this record that i helped with um with recording jesse J. Um, for the Silver Linings Playbook soundtrack. So, you know, these to me are just like super important because it just kind of puts you like when you get into a funk, um, it's more of like, it's not bragging or flexing. It's more of like um, appreciating the journey. You know what I mean? Like, because I know homies of mine, like you interviewed Ali, his, his shit's flooded. Like he's like super decorated. So um just it's just humbling when you're just like man like you know um we come we came a long way you know the hustle is real it's it's paying off you know yeah yeah it's cool it's it's especially cool when the plaque or the award or the frame or whatever meat has a story behind it you know big time yeah yeah definitely they all have a little story and it's a it it all you know it all has its a special place you know like um i remember that i can remember the day clearly when we linked with ed sharon it was like unheard of hours for me to work at the studio but it was so important he ended up showing up at like one or two in the afternoon which never happens yeah. <laughs> uh just all the stories and you know how amazing it was that creative process and even just the verse the way he delivered it um on the spot for him was amazing you know I mean, championships, the album, forget about it. That was some of the best times of my life in the music business. Um, being able to work with, with Guru in, in such a big way. Um, all the collaborating we did in that, in that album, all the, you know, all the stories in terms of just creating and the different spaces we use to create. Um, and then, the, of course, the one with, with Jesse J being like the young kid in the studio and getting an opportunity to work with, Diane Warren and, and my man Kyle um, to help at, you know, it was like the final stages, but still being in that process so early on was very, you know, was heavy motivation for me, you know? That's cool, man. Yeah. And talking about like being around some great individuals and being in the process, I want to ask you like, 
since you're so close to Meek Mill and before we even started this, you were, you were telling me how you just got back to New York because you were with Meek here and Meek there. And mm-hmm. I know you guys were just in the Bahamas and you're working on all this new music. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you learned from being around Meek? Like that most people wouldn't know about him or maybe most people wouldn't have picked up from, or like what, what has he shown you that like taught you something about the game? Um, work, keep working. Like um, even so Meek, since I met him, I mean, his stock has gone up so much and he's, so there's a couple things, right? It's work ethic in terms of like, he just never stops. Like we're always moving. We're constantly working. Um, up until recently, I've been around the dream chasers probably more than family. Um, just on a whole in terms of like year by year because of how driven he is and how much we work. And then, um, his humble nature, like what a lot of people don't understand with Meek, he has this bravado, like, you know, as an artist, but um, he's super humble. Like he's the type of guy he'll wake up and like look around and be like, wow, I really have all these cars and I have this big house and my mom has her own house and I'm able to do these big things. It's still to this day uh, amazing to him and uh, it never gets old. So just, you know, having a strong work ethic, but still never getting too big for your britches and having that appreciation for, um, for what you have. And, you know, um, those are, those are the two biggest things. I mean, he's, he's, you know, people that know him in person aren't really moved by a lot of the nonsense that you might see, but he's, he's just like a really good dude, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. You said, um, that's cool. You said work ethic because, What's crazy is that, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time around future personally and like mm-hmm. uh, young thug or whoever it might be. And the one thing that almost all these artists have in common is work at mm-hmm. it. It's like, studio. <laughs> like they all go hard. It's like, they're yeah. all like, they're all just, you know, um, putting in the hours. They're all like mm-hmm. really, dedicated to the craft you know it's not it's not a mistake you know what i mean like so many so many people are like oh i want to be like future i want to be like meek i want to be like whoever it may be and they're like copying the style or they're like trying to watch interviews but one thing that people i think skip over is that you just got to put in the work you know like you gotta you gotta you gotta go up and take your swings at bat you know yeah yeah you gotta be and that's the thing is like a lot of the new wave stuff um there's a lot of extremely talented artists and there's like you know um people that are really earning their spot and earning their the spotlight that's on them but then there's those that are just kind of like here for the quick licks and you can tell like their work ethic isn't up to par with you know there's a lot of entitlement nowadays that doesn't come with that level of work ethic like you know there's no shortcut man there's really no shortcut even get a one hit off, you get one hit off. It's like, all right, cool. If you're, if you want to be a one hit wonder, that's a, that's a lane you can take. But I mean, if you want to last 10 summers or whatever, you know, like it comes with a lot of work and sacrifice, you know, and there's yeah. no corners around that. Totally. I totally agree. All right, man. Uh, I know I promised you this wouldn't take a long time and I got one more question for you. That's important. Yeah. To me. 
um, talk to us about what you're trying to achieve, man. Like what, what the main goal is like the big overarching goal. Cause I know, you know, you always say respect the engineer, yeah. you're posting like motivational video clips, you're posting motivational quotes. You're like really looking out for the community. Yeah. Um, you sent me a hoodie that says respect the engineer. I appreciate that. For sure. I, wear it, I wear it around town and <laughs> you know, I'm proud to wear it because I do know how important the team is, you know, and I know yeah. how important the engineer is to attract. When, yeah. you, when you have the when you have the pleasure to work with a good engineer you know not everyone does but like talk to us about what you're trying to achieve man yeah i appreciate that by the way um honestly you can ask you know people closest to me anybody that really knows me it's really just about empowering empowering my community um i just feel like and it's inspiring to see other people align with that vision um, like Ali, like Alex, and all these other guys. Um, sorry about that. Whoa, my fault. I put do not disturb and they still interrupt me. Um, but there's still, you know, um, there's still other people that align with my vision as well. What I want to do more than anything um, outside of giving back and educating the up and coming guys and the people that even that are in the industry that are looking for advice on what to do and how to do things and hoping to keep people from making the same mistakes that I made is also um, giving back in a bigger way. Like I've, I'm creating a scholarship with, um, with Georgia state. Um, and it's going to, it's, it'll start there and, and expand, but that's my alma mater. I really wanted to give back. They have a new program based around um, music and it's more of like an, on an entrepreneurial level. So, it's not your cookie cutter, like um, music theory and all that. It's really like, they basically have a label. They teach you all the aspects of the label. They teach you production. It's it's new, it's fresh. Um, and I appreciate that. And I wanna shed some light on that and empower, you know, underprivileged um, kids coming up to be able to um, be a part of that type of a program. So however, I can get back in that way. So I have. Um, a scholarship that um, will officially launch really soon. There's still a lot of things that are being worked out just to make sure that it's done properly, but um, just giving back, man, you know, um, I've been blessed to be put on such a platform and I feel like it would be such a waste if it was all about me all the time, you know, and not being able to say, I helped this one kid that even if it is just one kid, that it, it changed his whole perspective on life and let him know that he can, he can do this, you know, he can, um, he can make an impact as well and just let it be a cycle, you know, of, of positive energy There's a lot of negative stuff going on, especially now, you know, I just had a daughter and it's just like such a huge awakening of like, you know, it's not about you, you know, it's really not like in life. It's, it's about, giving back and, and empowering other people and doing what you can, even on smaller levels. Um, so that's really what I'm um, biggest on right now, outside of just kind of building this brand out is, is, is giving back to the people in the community. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. That's important. You know, not everyone, not everyone cares enough to do that, but yeah. it's important to do that. And it gives back to you as well. And everyone grows and mm -hmm. awesome, man. So, Final words, like let's hear one, one motivational tip or one motivational nugget, man. 
Man, one motivational nugget. I would say, man, keep pushing. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, and just so people are clear, like when I do my stuff, when I'm motivating people, I'm also posting for myself just as a reminder of, you know, uh, again, like the journey, man, just appreciate the journey. Um, keep pushing. Um, don't give up. You know, if you're very serious, if you're passionate about it, if you put the work in, it's going to happen for you. I can guarantee you that. Um, it may not happen the way you plan, but just appreciate that that backup might be the one thing that, um, that you appreciate more. Like, you know, you might come into it. Like I said, I was a producer at first and now I'm an engineer, but I can still dabble in helping with the production side. And now I want to expand even more and grow like on a Jimmy Iovine level. It just, just appreciate the process though. Don't get too big for your britches. Like, you know, stay focused, stay grounded, keep working. Um, and it'll all start connecting. Trust me, you know, and this is me talking to myself too. Like, uh, you know, it, it's going to happen. It'll work. Just keep pushing, keep working. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, Hey man, I hope you enjoy the moments that you're going through because you know, it's a beautiful process. And like you said, you gotta, you gotta push, you gotta work, but you also gotta take the time to reflect and be grateful. So big time. Congratulations on everything so far and congratulations for the future too. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Hell yeah. All right. Talk soon. All right. For sure. This is 1.37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.